Welcome to episode 11, Student Initiatives. So I'm pretty sure a lot of people, if you're listening to this, you're probably a student and you've probably heard of like, uh, what's it called? As CV chasers. So people who do a lot of stuff just to buff up a CV to get into a good uni. So our question today is, are those student initiatives, like even if they're performative, are they actually good or bad? Do they create genuine impact on society, I guess? Mm. And it's kind of ironic since like probably a good chunk of our audience is involved in a student initiative. So David we haven't said anything good or bad yet. No, 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 no. David, you were about to trash on some initiatives that you're part of. That's that's no, that's false. That's false. That's false information. Mm -hmm. Fake news. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. So where we live in, we're like, obviously most of our audience base lives in Hong Kong, but in Hong Kong, like student initiatives are kind of ubiquitous nowadays in that basically everyone and their mother have started a student initiative, either about one thing, the same thing that's been done like a dozen times or something niche that actually works. And so we kind of divided student initiatives into uh, three separate parts, or at least I did. So like the true intent behind them, their actual impact, and also their, um, their focus. So true intent is kind of obvious. A lot of people start student initiatives more as CV chasers than passionate people, often under peer pressure because all of their friends have also started a student initiative, which is kind of ironic because we also started a podcast and that's also pretty common. Yeah, I mean... Anyway. <laughs> anyway I mean, what no 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 we're just really passionate about podcasting exactly mm. we'll talk about that later but back on to student initiatives um their actual impact on society like edgar mentioned i actually want to talk on this uh touch on this first sorry um because a lot of organizations i've noticed just aim to spread quote-unquote awareness which i think is important oh true but at the same time what kind of you know feasible actionable steps are you taking to mitigate the problem you're approaching other than you're letting like what the your 300 instagram followers know about the problem i feel like it's important as i've said but it's kind of hard to bring value to the table in doing that because there are already so many initiatives that do this and you doing this isn't really going to help as much as if you were like putting your effort into something else what are your thoughts Honestly, I think you hit it on the head with the whole like awareness thing, because I think awareness is kind of okay. Obviously, in some instances, awareness is pretty important, but for the majority of issues, it's like the lowest common denominator. Like most people are probably already aware that the environment is suffering and posting on Instagram about like the posting on Instagram about these kinds of social issues probably isn't going to do much. I think a lot of people see awareness as the shortcut to looking like a really reputable organization, when in actuality, you could just use that same amount of brain power and the same amount of like energy to go actually volunteer somewhere or to actually donate to a charity or something that you know might create a tangibly larger impact. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's similar to the whole debate about like armchair activism. I think a lot of people 
there's the argument to be made about like people don't really have the time to actually do stuff themselves so posting on instagram or whatever is the only way they can contribute i'm curious what you think about that I think, I guess the argument here is posting on Instagram is better than doing nothing, which is true. But one like downside of that is that it kind of takes away, not credibility, but kind of value from other initiatives that are already doing the same thing. Because I feel like the effect of having, you know, like 12 different initiatives talking about, as Edgar said, like climate change, is it really like dilutes or waters down the issue to the point where it's very... um like kind of meaningless because seeing on your feed from so many different people seeing the same stuff is kind of just like, oh, it's this again, isn't it? Instead of, oh, this is a real problem that we really need to address. And I feel like if you're going to do something, you may as well make it really good, really effective, put a lot of time and effort into it, into making it robust instead of just saying, oh, I don't have much time. So this is all I'm going to do, which is not, I'm not saying like initiatives do this, but I'm saying in this hypothetical, like that would not be good <laughs> to answer your question. Yeah, I think it's the whole thing about like saturation because when everybody and their mother, like you said, is posting about a particular issue, I think there is a tendency to like disassociate from that. So I think the best example of this is the green movement. Like I think back when it first started, there was this really interesting study that was done about like people's attitudes towards the environment. Because at the beginning of like when the green movement started, I'm pretty sure the studies that like a majority of people in society were concerned about the environment and concerned about impacts. But as the movement grew, the study actually showed like a declining number of people that expressed concern. And I think that's because of like the whole desensitization effect. Mm -hmm. Like people see more of it, so it just becomes normalized, just becomes something they think is just like regular part of our society, nothing they should be concerned about. Mm. Yeah. But I think the way that applies to student initiatives is hard to gauge because I don't think student initiatives are really, I don't think their goal is really to solve, I don't know, racial injustice or to solve like climate change or anything. I mean, they're students, they have a regular schedule. So I guess the question is like, what do you think they can reasonably do using the same amount of time as raising awareness through social initiatives? Okay, that's definitely a good question. I think being a student, on one hand, you're lacking expertise in said topic, but on the other hand, it kind of allows for like a very fresh perspective on the topic. And a lot of companies say, oh, we hire you as interns because we want a fresh perspective or you're part of our youth advocacy council or youth advisory council because we want your student perspective on something. It but even so though, oddly specific. <laughs> no, it's thrown around a lot, but I think it's pretty genuine because as students, the way you, or as just kids in general, the way you view problems is sometimes just dramatically different to how it's viewed as like a, from a society as a whole. And I think that's pretty valuable, even if um, some people might disregard it as just another thing that comes by. I get the feeling we're like contradicting ourselves. A contradicting ourselves. No, no, no. It's because like on one hand, there are negatives, but I don't want to trash on student initiatives too much. And they're not just negative. Obviously, they have a lot of social good. 
So it's kind of yeah. But let's let's move do on. they do social good though? I thought I thought what we've been saying so far is like they don't have that much of an impact, but you Right. can't really blame them because there's not much they can realistically do. That Right, doesn't mean but what there they are do definitely has some that much there are impact definitely on some them. successful ones. So Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I I think feel like going to experiences. there are quite a there are quite a few initiatives where it's essentially impossible to like fake results. Or where, yeah, yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think, like, tutoring groups, for example, because a lot of them start out as, like, like, the whole motif behind it is we want to help underprivileged students. But in Right. the end, even if it's performative, it's difficult to fake that, or it's difficult to, like, take shortcuts there. So what happens is they actually end up going and teaching a lot of kids who probably benefit pretty greatly from, like, that experience All right. or at the very least they feel or at the very least like it does do some amount of social utility so in those cases yeah sure they have a good impact on society I think especially like acting out what you're um, advocating for is pretty good. Like you see a lot of student initiatives going to like a location, tutoring kids, or, like helping them or just any demographic really. And then actually trying to um, help aid in solving the problem. Like obviously it's not a big change in the overall situation, but I think it's a lot more effective than awareness raising, which is more comparable to like, Uh, surface level activism or slacktivism or as you said probably like performative activism right Mm -hmm. I think the I think usually like the best social initiatives are usually ones that do what hasn't been done before. right I obviously that's probably difficult to break new ground, especially in an oversaturated market. But I think the more unique you're willing to make your social initiative, the more you're essentially demonstrating that you're not just doing this for CV clout. You actually Exactly. want to achieve something that can't just be done by anyone else. That's that's what I wrote down in my notes as well before the episode. I wrote targeting a niche and thriving in it instead of quote unquote raising awareness, trying to offer a unique solution to the problem. I think that's Yeah. obviously the most difficult thing you could do. Wait, can I name a specific one? Or is that kind of... Okay, Uh let's let's avoid that. <laughs> let's avoid that. I'll, I'll just say it and you can cut it out. Okay. Like, you know Justin Kim's, like... kickboxing thing like teaching Yeah. helpers self-defense Yeah. i thought that was actually really cool You think that was cool? I I yeah I know I, I I know a guy who works in um finance who does like the same thing actually. oh like teaching self-defense Yeah, but it's karate. mm. yeah but like i don't know i really rate it like everything else he does cv chaser but that specifically was yeah Okay, I'm just gonna leave it this in the episode because, like, honestly, like positive vibes. We love that. We're, we're giving him free promotion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, don't check <laughs> it out. We're not advertising that. yeah, yeah. You know what you should do? Check out our student initiatives. Alright, moving on. Anyway, okay, moving <laughs> on, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna cut that. That was cringe. Okay. So moving on, um, we touched we touched very briefly about like the true intent behind these social initiatives, but um and a lot of these, you know, initiatives are more C V chasers than actual passionate people. Do you think it's important 
like the intent behind student initiatives are important as long as results are shown. Mm. No, I don't think intent is what matters. I think there, okay, okay. I think there is probably a correlation between having a very performative intent and not being able to achieve results, but it's not because intent itself is inherently bad. Like you could be, I don't know, the head of some large charity, but only have done it in the first place to get like tax exemptions or whatever. The intention itself, I don't think is necessarily bad as long as you get results. I think the problem is when you have a bad intent, you're more likely to cut corners and you're more likely to like, rather than someone who was generally really passionate about it and was willing to put in more effort. So I don't think bad intentions are inherently like bad in terms of creating utility. I think there is a correlation there though. What do you think? Do you think intentions really matter? No, I definitely agree with what you said. Um, it's, there's definitely a correlation, but it's not... Just because you're a CV chaser doesn't mean you won't have impact. Which is not saying you should start initiatives purely for CV, because having that mindset is what makes your initiative fail, but it doesn't necessarily mean you will fail, which I guess is pretty logical. And to a certain extent, like huge charities like Red Cross also kind of do that. Like for quite a few operations, they thrive on their namesake alone, which is a problem, but it also just shows like, it's, it's nothing to do with scale. Even largest, even the largest organizations in the world are performative to quite a large degree. Yeah, for sure. Like only 40% or 50% of donations actually being used as donations. Mm -hmm. Like that's a very you know the problem. You know the thing about the earthquake in Haiti where the Red Cross like said they had built 300,000 homes for displaced people, but the number of permanent homes they actually built was like six. Oh. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that's definitely a topic for another episode. Like free content right there. Write that down, mm -hmm. write that down. So if you okay. feel bad that you're not, if you feel bad that your like charity is kind of performative, just know that you're following in the footsteps of the Red Cross at least. Okay, you probably shouldn't say that, but oh, sorry. Okay, cut he, he doesn't mean it. He doesn't mean it. No, no, no. no. I, uh, I don't mean it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, why don't we move on to probably some self criticism in student podcasts? So. Sure. As we know, student podcasts are basically as ubiquitous as student, stu sorry, student initiatives. Again, everyone and their mother has one. Like every week I see a new Instagram uh, account open and it's just another student podcast. Um, I feel like obviously the problem with these are very similar to student initiatives. The awareness thing, it becomes really more of a blog than anything. And also it's difficult to measure the actual impact. So they become harder to criticize and also harder to give merit or value to. But I feel like this is a problem inherent with podcasts, not the students starting it. So I feel like this isn't kind of something that can be mitigated unless you actually take initiative to do something. And then, then it just stops being a podcast. Yeah. I mean, I don't think any podcast really, po really like purports to create that much impact. 
I always yeah. thought the point I always thought the point of them was pretty clearly to just like discuss issues, exactly. maybe bring up some like new viewpoints. But I don't think it was never about I don't think sorry. I don't think it was ever about um creating impact. So to some extent, at least they tend to be more transparent about their aim. Mm. I mean other, yeah. Like we talk about a lot of different stuff, but some of it is to create impact, I guess. Obviously not as much as actually doing something, but that is one of the goals. Right? Like we're not just talking about climate yeah. change for the sake of talking about climate change. Because then we I could think, do that off camera and that would be the same thing. I think a pretty like noticeable pattern is a lot of initiatives are like we want to raise awareness, so hopefully someone else will do something. Or yeah. we want to create a we want to create a platform for Discord so other people <laughs> who are more passionate than we are will do something. Mm. So anyways. Exactly. And going back to podcasts, you see a lot of them kind of just like meet a brick wall after one or maybe two episodes because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's they're start there's targeting this niche and that they don't have expertise in because you know you're students talk about climate change you know what more can you really talk about other than climate change bad here are some climate change related problems i guess the one way where sociable tries to differentiate itself from existing student podcasts is firstly not just running interview series which is pretty common and also be mm-hmm. not just reading off a script for 20 minutes. We, we yeah, try and like, just make a natural... Like I'm browsing Reddit right now as we're talking. Please stop. See, exactly like a normal conversation. There's always that one annoying kid on his phone in the meetup. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Okay. Also, because Sociable, uh, like, we have commitment issues. Like, we've never stuck with a topic for more than one episode. So that's cool. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, commitment issues in, in terms of one of the hosts not showing up or something. And I was going to say, like, well, isn't that you? <laughs> okay, but anyway. I'll cut, that, I'll cut that. I'll cut that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> On the topic of podcasts, like, creating a podcast to kind of support in your student initiative definitely is kind of useful in, like, expanding your target audience, having a new outlet to speak up about your issues. But it's kind of meaningless because I feel like we touched this, touched on this in an earlier episode. Realistically, we're just rich high school students talking about, for example, like uh, ethnic minorities or a topic we're not really in touch with. And I feel like um, this episode is kind of different in that this is something we're all very familiar with. So, yeah. You know the whole criticism of white feminism? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not the same issue, but I think you can apply the same logic. It's yeah. disproportionately like super wealthy people from super wealthy nations talking about how bad the issue is, how bad like how badly they face a certain type of issue, mm-hmm. where like in the grand scheme of things, what they face is probably categorically different than what someone in, for example, a poorer nation with less social support systems may face. Like, at the end of the day, it's, at the end of the day, let's say it is for CV, like, buffing up. Do you think it actually has that big of an impact on your CV? Oh. To start social initiatives? I mean, 
what I've what I've kind of just gathered from like university talks so far is like I don't think I'm uh I don't think I'm qualified to talk about this, but they, they kind of want you to show passion, excellence, and also leadership. And I feel like a student initiative um kind of does that. And also achievement, right? So if you're leading a student initiative, that's leadership there. Uh it shows passion because you know you're willing to dedicate time and effort. And if you make it really good, that's achievement. So you have everything kind of covered with one extracurricular. And I feel like that's kind of why it's so lucrative to a lot of students. It's like, especially to those people who kind of just like force their passion into this mold of a student initiative. And this is really honestly bad for people who are actually passionate about these things, because it really just makes you fade into one of the crowd. Yeah, I. At the end of the day, it's all trying to people trying to like stand above the rest, and to some extent, even schools recognize the importance of like having these kinds of initiatives. That's why like caste systems exist. Not sorry, not like caste systems, but this caste thing exists. But I think at the end of the day, people tend people do tend to overestimate it. People think. it's better to just cover as many bases as possible and do as many things as possible. Whereas a lot of the advice you'll get from counselors or people who've been through it before is just to focus on a few things and try to try your best at them. Yep. All right. So I think that's basically all the topics we've um, all the topics we've had exhausted. So we'll just wrap it up right here on a shorter episode, surprisingly. So if you've managed to listen this far, because there are always like a like a dozen and a bit people that make it to the end somehow that just don't stop before, like when the sorry when the ending starts. Um, thank you very much. Um, and yeah, we are back from our hiatus and willing to, sorry, hoping to upload every week. And yeah, I bet it's, I bet those people, it's because they have it playing on the background and they just forget to turn it They just forget to turn it off. Okay, that's kind of true. But on that note, yeah, thank you. And follow our Instagram at sociable underscore official, I think. And yep, yeah, bye. See you.